Welcome to another episode of The High Seat with your boy Jakar from Man Over Music. And Maisha from Man Over Music. And we're here with a special guest today, somebody that uh, we know personally. So go ahead and introduce yourself, brother. How y'all doing, everybody? Uh, my name is Mark Quinn, better known as Q, Chef Q. Some people know me as G.I.B. It just, it just all depends on, you know, what walk of life that we met in, but you know. I'm, I'm grateful to be here, and I'm, I'm, th- I'm thankful that y'all got me here. You know, so. uh, no, we happy to have you, man. We had we had to do it from Chicago to L.A. You know, we had to do it. It was only right. Um, but before we get into some of the personal things, um, um, you said Chef Q. So let the people know who Chef Q is. Oh, man, you know, so Chef Q is basically this mythical figure, right? You know? He, in my mind, he is he is uh, he's he's just different, you know. He's just different. He's a restaurant owner. Mm. He's a uh, a leader. Uh, he's the boss and the worker, right? Because not only does he have to operate uh, within the restaurant, but he has to manage all the folks that come to the restaurant as well as serve everybody. So you know, he wears many hats. He curates everything from the aesthetic and the feel and the look of the restaurant all the way down to the recipes and everything that everybody's eating within the restaurant so yeah okay chef q all right all right well we gonna go ahead and plug you early because we're gonna do it <laughs> even more in in this episode <laughs> go ahead let the people know where they can check you out at so y'all can check me out at 7323 chicago cafe which is basically a cafe that i opened up in the Woodlawn neighborhood in Chicago on the south side. South side. You know? Um, and we right on 66 in Woodlawn, you know? So we are opening up. We're reopening in the coming weeks, in the next two weeks. Um, yeah, you know, cafe. I basically took a 20-foot shipping container for those who are familiar with, like, cargo containers and the whole shipping container concept. Took a 20-foot container, converted that into a small kitchen. Mm. So last summer... Me, with the help of a few family members, like, you know, we we put the uh, put the work in and just did the work ourselves, you know? So, it's definitely a work of art. That's my baby. And um, I, I can't wait to, you know, just get back to serving the community, um, seeing all those folks from the adults to the children. You know, I was just there this week, kind of just tidying up the space and getting ready and prepared uh, to reopen. And... People were stopping, driving by, hunking their horns, like, oh, my God, I can't wait. I can't wait. My kids can't wait. So, yeah, that's where we at, though. We're on 66 and Woodline. Come see us. Is it like uh, Boxville? Yes. Okay. It's, it's very similar to Boxville. I was inspired by the Boxville concept. Mm. Um, and those are my folks over there. That's that's family over there. AJ, Sandria, uh, my homie uh, Christopher Lamarck, who owns Cop- Coffee, Hip Hop, and Mental Health. At one point, he was working out of Boxville, mm. and operating out of there. So um, I've just kept these folks, uh, kept a close relationship with these folks. And, you know, whenever I needed anything or, you know, even if I just needed to walk through the space to kind of visualize and think about how I wanted my space to look, you know, mm-hmm. they were all in. You know, any resources, any help that I needed, I can always call on them. So shout out to my folks over in Boxville. It's all love. Good. Okay. Yeah. All right, so re- <laughs> reopening is in two weeks. <laughs> uh, 
It's a soft reopen. Soft reopen. Everybody not gonna know about it. Oh, okay, okay. Well, if you're watching this, you go right. Exclusive, exclusive. Exclusive. So exclusive. you know where to pull up. You know, yeah. it's it's coming so, soon. It's like a family and friends, you know. Oh, that's all. You know, that's only right. That's only right. You know. Um, yeah. So with this soft opening, you got some new things that you launching. You got some new, like some new food that you trying out. Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, I'm excited about so much. Um, but I think one thing that sticks out the most to me is we're going to roll out a, a breakfast menu. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think that's really important because it was something I always wanted to do. But when you starting out, like you don't want to have such a big sample size. I think for me, I just wanted to manage my quality and I was big on quality control. So I didn't want to put too much on myself. But now we're at the point where it's like, you know, it's go time. And I'm excited because... There are a few um, uh, grammar schools and elementary schools that are also in the neighborhood. So I was already in talks with like uh, some of the teachers, some of the administrators that go there, even some of the parents, because they would come by, bring their children there after they would get out of school and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, you know, we're going to have the coffee, the tea, the croissant sandwiches, you know, the bagel, you know, all types of stuff. And, I, you know, I love food, man. So well, I, I've been experimenting. <laughs> What's your operating hours, man? For the people out there, you know. Okay. Might okay, want okay. to pull up early for operating, operating hours. So I can't get y'all the breakfast hours yet. Not just yet. But my my normal operating hours are 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. And that's from Wednesday to Sunday. Um, but with breakfast, the idea behind it is to do like a, a 7 to 10 kind of like situation where I catch, we catch that, that morning crowd that breakfast rush crowd, folks that are on their way to work um, and folks that are dropping their children off to school, you know, and just want something quick, the teachers that are on their way into school and want their morning coffee or, you know, a quick sandwich because they was running late, whatever it is, you know. We want to be convenient and accessible uh, to them and for them, you know, because at the end of the day, we serving them. So, Uh yeah. Shout out to all the shorties that be skipping school. So if you skipping school, make sure you slide back or get your breakfast too. <laughs> and if you skipping school and I know you, and I know what school you at, you better, I'm going to make sure you get to school after you get that sandwich. Don't be, <laughs> don't be no goofy. I'm on you. Hey, man. I'm on you. Uh, so I want to uh, ask, you, ask you what something means to you. Uh, it's a phrase. Defeat okay. the day. What does that mean to you? Defeat the day. Defeat the oh, day. Oh, man. You know, defeat the day is it's personal, man. It's a mantra. Uh, defeat the day is like, that's another one of my babies, man, because I feel like it is something that has sustained me over the last decade of my life, really. Um, when I, I'm 30 now. When I was 20 years old, I had just moved to L.A. Didn't know. I didn't have a, a real apartment. I ain't have a job for real. I just knew I had an internship at a recording studio. And, you know, those first two years was rough. It was rough. You you know about L.A. You know, when you first getting out there, certain things going to humble you. But I think that Defeat Today served as a mantra for me throughout this last decade to really just um, lock in and solidify the things that I'm really passionate about and just take them serious, you know. On a daily basis, though, you know, I think that sometimes when we we have interests, right, we have hobbies, 
uh, or we have gifts and talents and we we don't necessarily, sometimes we take them for granted. But I think when Defeat the Day came about, it just unlocked a, a, a new level of like dedication and commitment for me in all things that I've done. Whether that be 7323, whether that is Defeat the Day, the brand, whether that's music, whatever it is, I think Defeat the Day really just unlocked a, a different level of commitment for me. So, special place in my heart, always. Nah, you want to know, uh, I got to I gotta tell you this. I got to give you your flowers real quick. I remember um, one of the first times I came over to y'all crib in L.A. Yeah. And, you, like, when you walk in through the, the little back door, you had your, your clothes right there, but it always had the Defeat the Day merch mm, stuff. Yeah, his so clothes was, was right there. It was just like branding. You know what I'm saying? Like, Oh, yeah. You know, even though your room wasn't on the main level, it was <laughs> right. just like your presence was there. <laughs> Come on, right. So it was like, it was funny. Like, it was funny to me, but I was just like, yeah, this is what's up. I got to get me a clothes rack. I, gotta, I see how cute doing it. He's giving me the vision. <laughs> Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Man. So, yeah, no, nah, I definitely wanted to give you your flowers on that. That's definitely, it was so, it's so funny. Like, like when I remember the first time, it was like, yeah, yeah, this is our, our, our homie, uh, our roommate Q stuff. I was like, oh, all right, all right, what, like, where you get this stuff done at? It's like, it like, man, look, he got a, he got several different spots. You just gotta, you just gotta be around. You just gotta, I was like, all right, best. That sound famous. like either BT or Brad saying Man, like they that. both, man. That sound like both of them. You man. just gotta be around, right? You gotta be around, man. Yeah, man. It's just like, all right, best. Say less. Uh, but, um, all right, let's, uh, let's go ahead and spice it up, man. Let's spice it up a little bit. Okay. Let's take it to another level. This thing called the high seat for no reason. Woo. All right. So, we've been asking all our guests this. Hmm. Are you single in a relationship mm. or is it complicated? Mm. I'm single. Okay, okay. I'm single. So, what's your thoughts on dating in uh, 2023? <laughs> How you come? Woo! <laughs> 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 all right. Dating in 2023, man. It is, um, it's an experience unlike any other, you know, it's, it's not like 2010, it's not like 05, 03, it's like, I really have nothing to compare it to, honestly, because I think that our generation in particular, like, I feel like we are, for the most part, we are leading and setting the tone for like what dating looks like, man. Mm. For the rest of the world, the generations that come behind us, you know, like we pretty much setting the standard. Now that can be a gift and a curse. Nah, I definitely ain't look at it like you know, that. That can be a gift and a curse. You're not in these streets no more, but hey, the streets man. is wild. <laughs> you don't need to be. In, you don't want to be man, in the streets. Look, bro, I'm telling you, I, I'm hearing it's bogus, man. man it's, oh, it's, it's 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 lopsided, man. It's it's it's, it's yes, yeah, it's, it's wild. But I mean, there's good people out here. There's good people out here for sure. I just think it takes a little while longer to like sift through and kind of like find what you're looking for. Because although we, we, it's like at 30, we old enough to know better, but we still act like we young enough to where we don't give a fuck. Man, mm-hmm. man that's, that's probably the realest thing I like, heard. Like we still act like we just got all the time in the world and that's the biggest luxury that we got. But something is telling me, 
something's gonna change soon because um yeah i mean for me i feel like a lot of shit be like shallow man and i'm i'm one of those people that like to uh, go beneath the surface i'm all about substance i'm all about just depth mm. you know and, and any relationship and friendships whatever it is i need something like substance something to hold on to you know something mm-hmm. to value and um yeah man i value my time man i value my time <laughs> All right, so what's your what's your thoughts on women who um, who say that they want to do that's already established? I don't fault them. I don't fault them. Wow. I understand where the desire comes from, um, but also niggas is thirty. Niggas like just turned thirty, right? Right. So mm-hmm. we are in a space of like still figuring some things out about life, about finances about um, our purpose and what it is that we want to like dedicate our lives to and like all of those things are connected right and mainly i think the biggest thing is purpose i feel like as a man once you lock in on your purpose like all the other things and like being able to support someone outside of yourself being able to support another woman and you know take care of somebody else and all that that's where that like that's where it kind of like clicks but i think you know People be having some grandiose expectations, man. man. <laughs> expectations be sky high, and um, I just think sometimes it'd be unrealistic. What's oh yeah? What's one? What's one that's just uh, <laughs> out of there, out of this world, unrealistically uh, stupid? <laughs> anyway, go world, ahead. Out of this world. Out of this world. I might catch some slack for this one, but. It's all good. I, really I should have been canceled seven times. The whole, he got to pay all the bills, X, Y, and Z, this, that, and the third. I'm sorry, sweetheart. It's not happening. Not right now. Not in this stage. Right. We ain't shacked up together. We don't live together. I'm here, you there. Like, you probably just learning how to pay all your bills. <laughs> hey, that's why I'm so quick right. to get out of it. On time, though. On time. <laughs> On time. <laughs> right. And if you really tapped in, you got your shit set up on auto pay. No, come on. How many of us got it set up on auto pay? Right, you know. I'm going to be the first one to tell you. No, them people might call for the card note or something. I'm look, hold on, man. I got it, but let me call y'all and give it to y'all. Like, I ain't. <laughs> look, hold on. I'm moving some stuff around right now. But, um, yeah, I think that's one of the biggest things because, like, Money is one thing and commitment is another. I think that nobody is just going to just be so giving and willingly open to just give, give, give without some level of commitment. Like, man, I'm not saying it got to be like, oh, you're mine or whatever. Um, but I just think that sometimes a lot of us just walk around with our hand out, you mm-hmm. know? And I think if everybody got their hand out, and who was putting something in your hand? Like, mm. it, it's not, it's, the playing field is like, it's not level. So, I think. You got to um, be able to give and receive, yeah, right? Yeah, you got you to gotta be able to. Not just receive. Yeah. You know, if you, if you I mean, if you're really trying to build something. Now, if your intentions ain't all the way right, then, you know, you might got your hand out. That might be what worked for you in that season of your life. Whatever. But, to really build some shit, no, I think 
you gotta uh, give and receive. It's it's like a cycle. It's cyclical. So mm-hmm. can't have one without the other. All right. So <clears throat> for the lovely ladies out there, that's that's you know on the prowl, searching, looking. Not on the prowl. On the prowl, See, they. Let them know what you're looking for. If you ain't, I mean, hey, look. We like a long head. Thick red, red ball. Open Oh, man. Maybe some of that is true. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, we we still a little heathens. <laughs> Just a little smidge. You man. know. But, yeah, let the ladies know, you know, if, you know, if they, if they was to approach you. You know, mm. if they was to approach you. Because a lot of women nowadays, they just be too prideful. But for the ones out there that's willing to put themselves out there, to be vulnerable like that, if they was to approach you, what what you want the conversation to be about? Not what you want the conversation to be about, but mm-hmm. what you look for in a woman. Oh, man. Good question. One, uh, well, I would just say someone who... Who understands? Hmm, how can I put it? One somebody that's considerate, man. That's a big thing. I think we don't talk enough about, but I think because we '90s babies, we was raised in the '90s. A lot of us was raised by like our grandparents, grandma, whatever you know, and like some of the most basic characteristics or you know just yeah just characteristics and just mannerisms or whatever I think one of the things that stick out to me is just like I said someone that's just uh, well it's two things considerate and um, compassionate Mm. compassionate you know um, and that's something right like that's not something you can like it's not something tangible it's not something you can um, grab or get a hold of. It's just it's a feeling. It's, it's it's somebody. It's something that you can tell right away. Though, like if someone is considerate and they're mindful and they're thoughtful, and they're able to be, uh, they're able to think outside of themselves. I think as a woman, that's super attractive to me. I always look and look for that and seek that out because I think naturally that's how I am. You know, I'm, I'm always I'm big on community. I'm big on supporting folks, so I I need that. Like that's essential. Um, I also think that a woman that's and I know niggas say this all the time. A woman that's in touch with our femininity and uh, but like, Not what is that real, really? No, for real though. No, yeah, definitely. <clears throat> Cause right, we in Chicago. Like, sure be calling you G, phone them, all that. Uh, uh. Oh no, baby. Oh no, no, bro. Hey, no. bro. You got to chill, bro. And you say it stronger than me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Nah, bro. Nah, so just a woman that just, you know, is is in tune with our femininity and is in tune with her speech, you know, is, is has a, a, a level of intellect about herself, you know, carries herself in a certain way that, like, you know, she got some class to her. She got some class to her. I think that ain't, that's not too much to ask. Um... A lady in the streets is with a freak in the sheets. I'm all pretty for much it. A, thousand, <laughs> a thousand percent. You hear me? A thousand. A thousand. <laughs> so if you're watching this short, you don't think I'm 
Oh, he just wants a little church girl. No. Hey, Shorty. hey. He Time and the, place. He wants the girls that church, uh, the church girls Time that twerks too. Time and place. That's what it really is. Time and place. Because like, if I could take you to church and you you know what to put on and I, we go out to dinner, date night, you know how to put that shit on and you know, like, time and place you understand where we at and how to present yourself in all these different settings love it love it love it love it love it um and yeah just a woman that's not afraid to be herself you know and is confident in being herself and showing up because like that's how i'm gonna come you know and um i think lastly just uh, the more i'm learning through like dating and getting to know women i feel like I have to be with somebody that is like not necessarily in a, in alignment with my purpose, but somebody that can understand and support my purpose, you know? Right. Like if I am running a restaurant or a cafe and doing X, Y, and Z, just have something for me to like have feedback for me to like consider or have suggestions or things to consider so that I can continue like sharpening myself so I can become a better leader, a better chef, a better um, son, brother, whatever it is, you know, somebody that's just not afraid to uh, help sharpen me, mm. you know, somebody that's not afraid to help sharpen me. And uh, yeah, you know. All right. So I'm, I'm a, uh, now I'm finna get I like can- that answer. I do, but that's, I'm, that's good. I'm, I'm finna get canceled for what I'm about to say. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, all right. So we not talking about the women that's uh, the, they suggestions just sound more like uh, complaints every three minutes. Like, complaints. you know what I'm saying? It's just like, <laughs> I, yeah, you know what I'm saying. I, I, I said to make me better, not to you know to kill my ego. You know, don't oh, kill, man, no. don't, don't kill my vibe. That's don't horrible. It. Don't kill it yeah. at all. But uh, <clears throat> to all our female listeners, you know that was just a uh, impartial me. You know, don't cancel me fully. <laughs> don't cancel me fully. Right. Partial. Yeah. You're partial. Just a, just, a, <laughs> just a fourth, a quarter, a quarter, a quarter, quarter percent. <laughs> um, all right. So let's 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 touch on to GIB. Mm. You know, it's it's multi elements. So this is oh, definitely, yes, you know, so let's <laughs> get into GIB. Let's, let's let's talk about it. So. G.I.B. is the artist, right? He, he's the, the rapper, the songwriter, um, the just the collaborator, and uh, yeah, just somebody who understands music on the most like basic level. When I say basic, I just mean just like I know what good shit sound like. You know, I know what. I know good music. I know how things should sound. Uh, I study it, whether it's old or new. I'm not biased towards, oh, these new niggas ain't rapping or whatever. Like, I just... They I not so. It gotta be something. Man, anyway, keep man, going. Man, keep man. going. Something, man. Something. We ain't gonna speak on that too much. But yeah, I love music, and I write music, and I rap, and I, you know, you look me up, you, you might be surprised, you know? Um, so, yeah. I've been spitting since, what? High school, freshman year, skipping uh, lunch to go in a, a empty classroom and record, all the way to being out in LA, having my own setup or 
going to neighborhood watching, recording with Bryce or Brad or whoever, you know. So, shout yeah. out to the watch. You know, yeah, definitely shouts out to the watch. I recorded um, Mind Over Matter, which was my last uh, project, actually. My EP, I recorded that all at the watch. So, yeah. Definitely shout out to the watch. That's before everybody was getting in there, too. Yeah. <laughs> That's before they was really, I was getting in 12-hour blocks for like, I don't know, 250 or something. If you ain't have a, you know, yeah. if you had an engineer yeah, or something. Man. Like, yeah, man. It was, man. you know, it was, it was it was a great time. But, yeah, you know, GIV is the artist, man. The artist. All right. So, what was the first artist that, or first song? What was the first song that made you just like, you're like, man, I got to, I want to rap. Mm-hmm. Question. First song, maybe like man, I want to rap. I'm gonna have to say Wayne Hustler music. Mm. Yeah, that video was called. I ain't even gonna yeah, lie. Yeah, man, that Hustler music. I think that was one that did it for me. That's when I wanted a bait hoodie. Man, right? Everybody wanted. I'm online, like on the download. Like, hold on. Man, I, get this. I was lucky hating. My cousin had one. He he probably still got it. I was just like, dang, I right, bet. Because anybody you knew that had one, they was going to make sure you knew, you knew they it had one. Yeah, you know. That's the thing. But yeah, that, that hustle music, man, that was um, that was one of the first albums that I really was like super heavy in tune with from front to back. Uh, and yeah, just was really a rap fan. Obviously, I was listening to rap earlier on but I think at that point in time it was like a crossover to like not only am I listening to this music by artists I respect and appreciate but also um, I'm starting to like get my own equipment and stuff like that so mm. I'm like oh okay I know how to do this so I'm engineering this so I'm doing that and that so okay. I started to put the pieces together around that time yeah okay alright so do you remember the first rap you made <laughs> oh man, who beat that I steal? <laughs> Damn, that was a good one. Damn. Um I can't remember the exact song. I just know it was on a little MacBook. I think it was it that? One of the first ones was like on that Lupe fiasco. Hip Hop Save Me, I think that's the uh, name of the song. Hip Hop has saved my life. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the cool. Yeah, man. So, yeah, the cool. That was one of the first joints I actually recorded off of. And then, hmm, 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 hmm. Let's see. I see this did this to me. Yeah. This is how they do you. They do yeah, you man. You see that? Man. Hey, man. We just ask the questions the people want to know, you right, know? Right, right. No, for sure. Um, but yeah, that hip-hop saved my life. Um, that Rick Ross, Magnificent. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, with John Legend. I definitely hopped on that instrumental one time. I said, damn, I could really rap. Yeah. Shout out to my homie, uh, Rome. He was the first person to like really record me and his setup was like solid and like everything that you recorded, he was able to polish it up, you know, get a light mix on there. So mm. yeah, man, that, that was important. Cause that's when I was like, Oh shit, I sound good. You know? Okay. Okay. All right. So 
we've been having this debate for the, like the last probably like the ma- last month and a half. Mm. What's what would you define as your era? My era. What's your era? My era. Mm. As far as like a time period. Yeah. So you know how you got the eighties, the nineties, the two thousands. Okay. What's your era? It's definitely a nineties. My 90s baby for sure. You know what I'm saying? That's, hey, look, that's all I be trying to tell no tell question. folks, man. You know. There's no question. We dip into the 80s a little bit. You know, we all the way in the 2000s, but I think we. Man. Mm, mm, mm. Did I hear we all the way in the 2000s? Yeah, we all the way in the 2000s because we, because we, because we, we absorbed all of the 2000s. We damn near like, I think the 2000s was like the first era that we, watched become a transition of something else like the 90s was like okay we arrived and we got to live throughout the 90s but the 2000s was like yo we already been here in the 90s and we're watching this whole landscape of everything change from entertainment that be your true era no it wouldn't it wouldn't be because a lot you know why because i'm gonna tell you why this is a quick story i was in um I was at Bronzeville Winery in Bronzeville. Shout out to the Bronzeville Winery. And they have a DJ that comes in on Saturdays, like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, basically the weekend. And so this particular DJ was having a set and she was like playing a bunch of like hits, but like, oh shit, like late 90s, early 2000s. And this one song came on and I was like, this my shit, but I don't know what the name of the song is. And the bartender was also like, yeah, she playing all the fucking hits. And so I Shazam the joint right while I'm in there. The song was called Don't Talk by John B. I don't even know if y'all remember what that song sounds like. Okay, so you remember it. And so when I looked it up, that song came out in 2001. Yeah, it was the last one. But like, hearing that... Say it again. I didn't even know that. See, that's another gem for me. But it still sounded like the 90s to me. It sounded like the transition from the 90s getting into the early 2000s. Like that whole, like 2000, like maybe 2003. Yeah, all three, four. Yeah, that, I feel like that was, all of that still had remnants of the 90s in it. Because once we got to 04, 05, it's like we crunk, it's Lil John, it's we in the South, we pretty Ricky, we all that. It was like, all right, we know what it is now. Like, we know where this is going. And the only thing West Coast we getting is uh, Houston. Closest thing to the West Coast. But yeah, we Lil Flip, we Paul Wall, we we still Kanye, but like, yeah, the most we was getting was Mike Jones. And, you know, don't get me wrong, that was a. Cold ass era, but like that '90s man. I... We can't be friends if you don't know Mike Jones' phone number, G. Man. That's how I know you too young. Ooh, you heard him. If you, if you so, know Mike but your Jones. argument, you think that we are more of the 2000s? Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. Explain, uh, speak on that, elaborate <laughs> on that, son. Please do. Please do. You guys were born in the '90s, correct? Okay. But you only experienced. The music from the nineties, more of a back, a back like a back catalog kind of. Like yeah, you, like you heard it, and now you're really appreciating it mm-hmm. because you can go back to it. Okay, yeah, I was born in the eighties, so I live 
through the night, straight through the night. Okay. Like, all straight that. through. Straight through. I know <laughs> going back. Like, for me to say, I like the 70s or 80s music, I lived with 80, but I don't experience it mm-hmm. like a grown person that was born and going through it. Okay, right. So he considered himself a 90s baby. I'm, my you era do. is 90s. Okay. But not an 80s my, baby. My, my, my era is 90s. Okay. That's when. I can go outside. Man. I can experience the life. Yeah. Well, I say you guys are 2000s because, yeah, y'all born in the night, but y'all really start learning yourself. That's y'all, like y'all, everybody. Like, 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 how you saying? Mike Jones, these are people that came out. That's like, we know exactly. Know, as they boom, came in, we saw boom. them when they came in yeah. and saw their whole so trajectory. As a, a person living through y'all era, that's when we start criticizing it. Just like now, you guys criticize the next generation. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's a good right. point. That's a good point. That's a good point. Hey, hey is it some truth to what we saying, though? What? That's not your era. Nah, 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 I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about the music. The what? The music ain't, it ain't half as good. As the 90s? Not even the 90s, but as the later, like, last 10 years. Well, hmm. some truth to it. Yeah, it's just, man. But y'all the reason why. Nah, I ain't gonna say all that, man. I started it. You started, y'all, y'all generation started it. I mean, I can see that in some facets. But also, I think that, like, we start some, we can't, I mean, can we be necessarily responsible for where the next generation take it? I feel like on some level, yes, because it's influence. But then on another level, it's just like, we not them. Right. Like, we, we would approach it a whole different way, like, hey, you know? But you guys can credit the fact that you guys started the era of, MCs and rappers and and anybody making real money, you started that. I could, I, I could oh, say yeah, that. For so, for so. so that's if anything to take credit is that you guys started the the wave of people making real money. People saying, "All right, we can just not only do rap, we can do we can do clothing, we can do movies, TV, we can do it all. Uh-huh, so that's a fact. We can get a bag, real bags." Whereas probably why. Rappers of the 90s or artists look at you guys like, y'all sold out because they didn't see that real money. And that could be the same way the 80s rappers looking at the 90s like they wasn't getting them same opportunities. But mm, Okay. Uh, I, I could definitely see some truth to that. And because, you know, we was born in the early 90s, there was, you know... It was songs that probably that came out when we was born that yeah we might not have known the words to it was a good day Ice Cube when it first came out but now, now you if you put a bunch of '90s babies in a party and a bunch of uh, 2010 uh, baby boomers or whatever the hell you call them in a party we gonna know every word <laughs> and they're gonna the be like huh what is what is this who is this who, so, who is Ice Cube but I I understand the most about how you said because you lived through it. You you understood it in a different level in a different way, uh, whereas like we were just being born into it. So like, yeah, we might have to backtrack a little bit. Like, okay, this I know this is what my mama was listening to. 
That's what Pops was listening to. I may remember hearing it as a child or as a baby. Right. I ain't know the words, but I I know the feeling, like, though. Just good example. When you, like, you listen to something your mom or your dad listen to. Yeah. They look at you like... Right. Yeah, see, man, I'm, I'm, I'm old school now, man. I'd be in the 70s and 80s now, so they'd be. Oh, my what child. you know about this? What you know about The Gap Band and uh, fucking, um, who else? Um, the, the, whispers, the Whispers and the OJs <laughs> and all that. I'm like, man, I listen to this shit on the daily now. Like, <laughs> man, I, I'm confused if I was born in the 90s. Man, this shit, like, this is how I get my work done and shit. Like, man, I swear it is a whole vibe to it. It's definitely a vibe. For real, so. Man. Um, yeah. All right, well, since we talking about we talking about music, give me your top five artists of all time. Mm. You're hitting some hard-hitting questions today. <laughs> they don't call it the hot seat for nothing. All yeah, right. Top do. five artists of all time. Hey, and I ain't just talking about rappers. Artists of all time. All right, y'all. No particular order, all right? I'm going to go Hove out the gate. I got to go Hove. Um, I'm going to go top five all the time. I'm going to go Pop. Um, uh, top five artists all the time. I might surprise some people, but I'm going to throw... Um, I'm going to throw top five artists all the time. Let me look at my phone one second, y'all. Nah, you good. You good. I ain't, ain't going to send y'all off. That's, nah. that's what we like to hear. We like to hear I thoughts. I ain't going to send y'all off. Nah. <laughs> but. No, no, no. I'm going to go uh, D'Angelo. Actually. Okay. Oh, okay. I'm going to go D'Angelo. For real, for real. I'm going to go D'Angelo. Um. D'Angelo definitely was a curveball. I ain't, uh, I ain't never yeah, I wasn't expecting D'Angelo. Yeah, no. A lot of people don't be expecting that one, but that nigga, um, that nigga can come out with music ever so often, and I think that should still resonate. Mm. As if I heard it when I first heard the Brown Sugar album. Mm. Mm. And I can still listen to that. I still listen to that to this day. Oh, for sure. Top to bottom. For sure. And it should just age like wine. Ooh, like, okay. So... Uh, and it's and it's like a lot of times I think when it's a great artist it takes them like a large body of work and I think I I fuck with him so tough because it didn't necessarily take him a large body of work I think he has a small sample size but a lot of his shit is like on quality, point like on point so I'm gonna go with go with D'Angelo um damn top five artists all the time we got two more we got two more y'all sheesh Sheesh, sheesh, sheesh. I'm going to have to go with mm, top five all the time, ladies and gentlemen. We are going to have to, uh, we got to put Drake in the conversation, y'all. Oh, wow. For I, right, Drake. Drake, okay. I might get some heat, but I don't give a damn. <laughs> okay, okay. Because I'm not just thinking about the artist I'm thinking about the songwriter I'm thinking about yeah I'm thinking about everything in totality okay um, all right I'm a, I'm I'm a, I'm a back off of that one then hmm. I, see, hmm. I see what you're saying damn that's hard yo 
I'm just hey, kidding. Women's History Month ended yesterday. Hey, I'm not gonna. Oh, I'm not gonna shucks. lie to y'all though. Erica was neck and neck with D'Angelo. Like, okay, okay. honorable mention. She okay, Erica is really on his ass because why the hell not? Like, yeah, why not? But I'm gonna have to go for my fifth one. I'm just. Oh yay! I gotta go yay. Oh okay. I gotta go yay. All right, cool. Perfect. Oh my God! I just <laughs> uh, who, who was you gonna say? Who was you thinking? Oh. Let's, let's hear. Let's hear. Let's, let's, oh. let's hear. Mike, I'm sorry, man. Michael Jackson, bro. Oh, I can't, I can't even. Damn, Mike. You replacer? Damn. Who I'm, you replacing? Ooh, I gotta swap somebody out for Mike. <laughs> Damn, anybody can get swapped out for Mike. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Damn. Nah, so what we uh what we've been doing now is we've been immortalizing certain artists like Pac, Big, yeah. Mike. Like, you know, you just if you ain't here, you, you go. Like, okay. You, so Yeah, Mike is immortalized yeah. three times over, five yeah. times, ten times over. Man, like I heard um what was that? Uh, it was a song off that. I think it was that Invincible album. Oh, come on, man. Uh, album was golden. Man, you could talk about butterflies. You could talk about Rock My World. Man. Uh, man, Mike just be having shit you be forgetting about. Then, that girl can't take her <laughs> a little bit of heartbreak. <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> But look, this and, and this one I'm gonna say my favorite, actually my favorite, damn near my favorite Michael Jackson song is uh, it's on a Thriller album, and it is called um, Baby Be Mine. Mm, okay, it's a sleeper, but that Baby Be Mine is that's that's that one for me. Mm. That's that one for me. And fun fact, I took a class at UCLA about the legal and practical aspects of the music business Ooh. with Bryce. And we were studying um, the Thriller album at some point. And so did you know that Mike Mike and Quincy Jones recorded over 600 songs for the Thriller album just to narrow it down to nine songs? What? Over 600 over songs? Over 600 songs. It narrowed it down to nine songs, and that's how we got the album together. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, bro. Hey, wait to... Well, yeah, bro. Well, I'm glad we still got Quincy Jones, but... Man, don't let whoever in control of his estate, don't let oh, don't let them God. mess it up. Because you know them leaks is going to be out. Man, what? But, man, that's crazy. Man, what? I said, he did how many? That man, Quincy was working on, boy. Like, man... I, hey, look, if if that's the case, if, like, the work that Quincy was doing to Michael was the reason why they broke up, <laughs> I ain't mad at 600 songs, man, I can't even drive a slave ship like that. <laughs> so, I can't even drive. Man. Do y'all think Michael Jackson still going to be, like, recognized as who he is 50 years from now? That's what, we got to keep pushing it to the youth. Mm. Because I'm, I'm not saying, um, you know, people younger than us don't know 
who he is, but it's gonna fall off. I don't know if he if still has it. the same impact. What do you think? I want to know your opinion since you think that we two thousands, baby. So you might have a different perspective. <laughs> <laughs> as far as what? As far as Mike, do you feel like he'll be? Uh, he'll still he'll still be uh, revered and seen in the same light fifty yeah. years from now. Yeah, he will. Mm. Um, due to the fact he will remake songs. Good point. Remake songs. And Chris then, Brown be doing it. Huh? Yeah, everybody be doing it. Everybody is influenced by either Prince, Michael. Yeah. Or, um, I think it's probably a, 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 influenced by Rico. Or right. So yeah, they they always be irrelevant. So I'm not saying that he won't be influencing other people, but just be talked about talked as about, much. Yeah. Mm. You know. Of course, you know, everybody going to be... Some people going to be influenced. Yeah. But, like, I don't think he going to be as talked about as much. It's going to be a surprise. Like, oh, that was a Michael Jackson sample? Okay, well, let me go do my research mm-hmm. to really see yeah. really see who he is and what he, what okay, he did. That. That's what yeah, I that's think. Valid. No, that's valid. Sure. Yeah, because I was thinking to myself, we was listening to, like, uh, the OJs, LTD, all that mm. stuff, like, earlier this morning. Yeah. And I was thinking, like, man, you know how many family reunions and, like, cookouts and barbecues like don't go on like they used to so you not gonna hit these, like these songs no more that's a good point you know what I'm saying so it's it's interesting lose like, recipes you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. so it's like where all this good music that we didn't came up on or inherited in our lives it's like we gotta keep passing it down to the youth even if they don't wanna hear it it's just like bro cause I remember it was a time in life where we would be in the car with like our, our people, and it's just like V one hundred three. Like, nah, man, turn on Power ninety two WGC. I don't want to hear this. Yeah, yeah, but you, <laughs> but you get older, so you ain't gonna want to hear. And with the radio, those songs that was on on Power one, they gonna be eventually on the V one hundred threes now because they got old. I know, man. That's that's what's so sad. Yeah, so you're gonna you're still gonna have it, and it's always gonna be someone older. You just gonna say, hey, man, put on Bobby Womack or something like that. Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So as long as we as long as black people still have cookouts, we you're gonna always hear these songs. So. Yeah, I'll be I'll be playing that shit. I'll be putting that shit on. I'll be playing it. Hey. You don't know that song. No, oh, this is old. You gonna listen to it enough, you're gonna play it enough years after years to the point you can be like, Oh gotta know. It's gonna be subconscious. Yeah, because I mean Yes, you get that, you get that stuff. But now, <laughs> 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 I remember that song. That song takes you back to as a childhood. It's just like oh, I remember that. That's, that's what you get. Yeah, nah, that's hilarious. Uh, yeah, uh, will he be talked about as a magician? Of course, and then of course the other stuff with him is going to be talked about. Oh uh, yeah, man. So it's going to be. Yeah, it's, it's going to be talked about. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, he innocent. Free Michael Jackson. Dang. All right, so I'm going to take us back. Uh, I'm going to take us back a year and a half. Mm. It's when I first um, seen that Chef Q was, uh, you know, he was he was doing his first uh, tasting, his first catering event. Take us back to the inspiration of who, you know, what inspired you to cook. You know who who put the who put the spoon put the pot who put the fork put it all in my hand put it in your hand man you know cooking has just been one of those things that I feel like I was always doing man but 
I think it all it really all started in my great grandmother's house. It's like again, when you talk about legacy, like a lot of us that grew up, we grew up with our our great grandparents or our grandparents. My grandma was whipping up the breakfast every every morning, you know. And don't let it be a Saturday morning because now I'm getting the the uh, pancakes with the crispy edges. You feel me? I'm mm. getting the she going all out. Mm, that sound good. <laughs> <laughs> right? You know, with the little butter, the little butter on top, you know, the little hash browns, whatever whatever have you. But I think as I was growing up, I, I learned a lot by, one, being hands-on, but, like, I was a real big, like, visual learner. So, like, I would just be in the kitchen, like, observing her, watching her. Mm. And before I knew it, I was just, you know, experimenting myself. And that just kind of, like... It took on different forms in different eras of my life. So, like, growing up, yeah, I'm watching my great-grandma great in the kitchen. But then when I hit high school, I'm like, damn, you know, moms ain't always at the crib. So I got to figure some shit out. You know, I got to make something work. You know, just improvise. Right. And then you fast forward to college, and then it's like, oh, all right, I'm... I went Fan from for yourself. Man, you out in these streets. And I don't let you be <laughs> you living off campus. I ain't got the meal plan no more, bro. So I'm I'm grocery shopping in Target. Like Man. let me see what I can do with whatever's in here. Let me whip up a little stir fry or whatever. And I think just that curiosity continued to like go with me wherever I went. So when I got to LA, again, you got the the heavy Spanish and Mexican culture out there, so I mean, when I got out there, I hated avocados, bro. Huh. I hated hmm. that shit. Now I can whip up a mean ass guac. Man, I'm talking about like <laughs> me. I just had some two days ago, bro. Like I'll be, uh bold to myself, like yo. And I learned from my Spanish and Mexican people out there. Like I'm sitting out there with them, like oh okay, this is how y'all make the tortillas from scratch. This is how y'all. X, Y, and Z. This is what carnitas is. This is what, you know, Man. pupusas. All of, I'm, I'm getting a little crash course in all these different cultures of food. And then, like I said, just traveling everywhere else I've been. I've been to Ghana and West Africa. So, like, getting a taste of, like, African cuisine, like, authentic African African and Ghanaian cuisine. Like, that inspired me. I'm like, damn, this, this shit just tastes different than mm. anything I've had in my life. Ain't nothing across the water that tastes like this. Like, mm. So that had me like, bro, like, so it's something to just black people and food. First of all, I think just the relationship is bar none a relationship that no other culture or people on the planet can really say they have. I don't care how long they've been on the earth or whatever. I just think that our connection with food is something to be uh, proud of because in every generation or every part of how we evolved as a people food has looked different for us out of lack out of necessity out of um, abundance out of us having a lot and creating more with what we have out of us not having a lot and creating little with the little bit that we do have so like we we just, we just got the shit, man. So, for me, I think the more that I think about that, I think the more I'm inspired and the more curious I get when it comes to food. So, I'm just always experimenting. I'm always trying new shit, man. You know. So, question. Yeah. 
what's the first food item that you messed up on? That you was just like, you, you was a, you was geek to mate, and you was just like, oh, I just I messed it up. Eggs. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, that's eggs. easy. Some rice. Some rice. <laughs> Some uh, damn rice, bro. Hey, I'm it was eggs about... for me too, though, Mike. It was I'm eggs. just kidding. I'm just kidding. Nah, I was just throwing up there. Nah, look, man. I was eight, I was eight years old. I was, <laughs> yeah, I was eight. First time on the stove. Had to wash the dishes for my birthday, whatever. <laughs> um, so I was just like, all right, I'm gonna make some eggs. These eggs came out looking like pancakes. I don't even know how. I didn't even know how I did, know how, I I did it, bro. I, it was crazy. Like I never tried that. Whatever I did, I never did it again. <laughs> I never did it again. I just say, yeah, I went wrong. You know, threw that in the garbage and just you know, <laughs> chalked it up to the up. game. Man. Had to. Chalked it up to the game. Yeah, nah, man. For me, it was rice. It was rice, man, because I love rice, bro. All throughout my childhood, I test some rice up in a quick second. When I got on the stove, I'm like, all right, can't be that hard, bro. Some water, some rice, measure it out. Boil it. Boil it. Man, that rice was stuck to the bottom of that pot. Oh, man. The little marks on the bottom. I'm scraping, scraping. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, I'm thinking that it's done, right? So I go to eat it. The rice is still so grainy. Oh, man. I just like, bro, I did this all bad. I did this all bad. And I probably was low-key traumatized. Because I remember one of the last <laughs> time I cooked rice after that. Like, I mean, from that point on, I was, I was like, mm, take a step back. Like, grandma handled that one. <laughs> I'm sit this one out. You know, I might mess with some grits or something. Like, I don't know. It's a moment. But, like, nah, man. But rice was that first thing. I, mm-hmm. I definitely I definitely messed it up. Yeah, nah. I messed I'm... it up. I got it down packed, though. <laughs> Shout out to the rice cookers. Man. <laughs> Shouts out to the rice cookers, too. Man. All right, so you said you, you done been to uh, West Africa, Ghana before. How was that? Man, Ghana... Special, special place in my heart. Um, and it's so special, I think, because I went when I was so young. I was a junior in high school. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, was, I was in high school, bro. I, I went to like this little urban scholars program through the city. 200 kids. You had to write an essay and narrow it down Ooh, to just nice. like. The 200 became 10 kids. So it was a pool of 200 and they mm. had to narrow it down to like 11 of us. So I was one of 11 kids that got to go. Mm. And, um, man, bro, just life-changing. I spent two weeks out there, and I'm talking about fully immersed in the culture. This is before it was cool to go to Ghana. You know, now right. we, 2023, everybody go out there to kick it, celebrate. But, like, I was out there soaking up the culture, learning about Kwame Nkrumah, learning about Marcus Garvey, learning how to um, um, do pottery um, and... Uh, Learning how to fish. Mm. And I'm talking mm. about this ain't the regular fishing. Like it's it's survival to, fish. Yeah, we trying to feed the whole village. So this mm. net is about twenty men, and we all out here throwing this net out there. If we don't get no fish, then we don't Your eat. Feet. That's mm. it. Family, yeah. You know, so Ooh. just understanding that whole process and what that looks like. You bring the fish in. The women then prepare for dinner, skin it, clean it. You know, prepare, get it all ready for dinner. Um, and yeah, man, just uh, everything, bro, from the the plants. Like a lot of the drinks we were having, the teas, the, all that stuff came from like lemongrass plants, mm. um, ginger. Everything was just so fresh, bro. Mm. 
And I tell everybody this story about like, I knew it was different when I, we had breakfast one morning while I was over there. And um, so they were serving us like French toast, um, some fresh fruit and some other things. One thing, they don't do syrup. They do like fresh honey. Mm-hmm. Like they don't put syrup on the pancakes or French No, they gave us pure honey. And I was mm-hmm. like, this this honey is pure because it's thick as hell. It ain't <laughs> like you just squeeze it out the little joint. And <laughs> I was like, yeah, no, this is pure. But the fruit in particular that we were having that morning, I was looking at it on the plate. I'm like, Man, this is, I'm wondering what it is. It's white. And uh, the, because we had a chef actually that would prepare meals for us three times a day. And um, he was like, yeah, you know, this is pineapple. Mm. He's like, but the thing is, you know, as Americans, you all, um, when you all get pineapples imported, you inject it with yellow food coloring to make you think that it's supposed to be yellow. Mm. But when you have a regular pineapple or fresh pineapple, it's really white on the inside. And that shit was. Oh my god! That shit blew my brain up as a like sixteen year old, oh, fifteen year old. I was crazy. like, huh? I came back to the stations, telling my mom, telling everybody, like, man, that ain't no real pineapple. They, they <laughs> man. Right? Them niggas pulling the wig over our, our face, man. This, this they don't even right. gotta do that. They don't man. even gotta do. That's what I'm saying. So, I think from that point on, man, I, I it was just another level of like identity. And just a connection to self. Obviously going to the door, no return. Seeing where slaves were shipped off. Off the coast of the Atlantic Ocean. Standing with inside of those uh, slave dungeons. Where they used to just throw food down. Open the door from the top. And throw that shit down there. What? You was uh, inside of it? I was standing inside of that. Like it's pitch black in there. Crazy. Um, yeah, man. And just like. Went to like a, a grammar school out there. Where like they didn't have. Uh, they didn't have Tiles. like tile floors or anything. Mm. It was just dirt and walls. It wasn't windows. It was just like brick and mortar. Mm. And like that was it. But these children were so like joyful and so like content and appreciative of the life that they were living. And that just put my whole life in perspective because I'm like, man, I be thinking about the shit I don't got in this and this and that. Man, they just happy with a little bit of sunshine and good food and just to see each other, you know, and just to love each other, you know, just be in tune with each other. So, yeah, man, Ghana is amazing. If you ever get a chance to go, please do. Go again. Go again after that. Because mm. why not? Like, you, you, it's, it's, a, it's a part of, like, learning yourself. As much as it's, it's like, taking a trip... It's like taking a, a trip to a part of yourself, mm. if that makes sense. Like, you on a journey to discover a part of yourself that you probably have never really known for real. So, yeah. Passport gang. Passport gang. Hey. You know hey. <laughs> nah, that's dope. Man, that's dope, man. I yeah, was, man. I was, I was sitting here thinking like, man, mm, how can I go this year? That's that's what I was thinking. Oh, um, we gotta get you out of here. Oh yeah, nah, for sure, <laughs> for sure. Because that definitely, we went to Jamaica. Um, so and I have not been to Jamaica yet, man. How, how was that? I mean, we was there for what six out, seven out. Yeah, we yeah. went on okay, a quick little. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, but, but we did but take we was, a. Um, it was out there. What is it called? 
like a, a tour. Okay, yeah. yeah. We went to a coffee bean place. Okay. Coffee bean plant. Plant. Yeah. Coffee a, bean ooh. plant. We went to a school. Yeah. Okay. Um. We uh we went to like a store. It was, uh, he was a uh like a, it was a uh, like a. I think the lady yeah. took us to her people, yeah. like you know, oh, okay, people that you. she know, like you know, her village, or her village and stuff. But um, he sold fruit and whatnot. Okay, too, A1. So. That fruit was A one. Already, and know. she was telling us I forgot the, the particular. Was different over there. That's this fruit that she said if you eat it when it's closed, it's poisonous. Mm-hmm. But I forgot the fruit. Me too. What? <laughs> yes. Yeah, she said. Hey, if y'all eat watching this, please let us know what that fruit is. <laughs> yes, please, man. I want to know. Like it was, it was dope. It was dope. She was like, "Well, if you want to kill, if you want to kill, blah blah blah, you just you put the fruit in and uh, you mix it in with the food." <laughs> oh shit! That's what Jamaican women be like. Yeah, I'm gonna ask my Jamaican homegirl like, "What's that fruit?" <laughs> <You know? laughs> Play with me. She's like, uh, "What are you talking about?" Right? Yeah. What are you talking? You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but yeah, nah, that was that was it was a dope experience. Shout out to shout out to you, Mike. You the uh, coffee bean pillar, quick. Uh, he was trying to see if I was gonna peel it wrong. Yeah, oh, I peeled really? it right. He was trying to see how Americanized you were. Yeah, <laughs> not so, a banana. Hold on, I got this. Yeah, the bananas, <laughs> man. The bananas out there, boy. Different. A one, man. A one. Wow. They these these here they trash, bro. Mm. That's Trash. crazy how we just get in the bottom of the barrel and we think we got the best of everything. Man, mm-hmm. man, man. We was watching this show on Disney Plus called How to, wait, like, Smuggling? How to Get Caught Smuggling or something? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's man. some crazy shit that I'm on Disney Plus. Man. <laughs> kids. Bro, I'm, I'm literally mad. How to Catch a Smuggler. Yeah, How to Catch a Smuggler. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what funny as hell. Yeah. y'all funny. Man, nah. Yeah. They they literally like be telling people like, oh, you bringing uh food from from your country here, blah blah blah. We can't we can't accept it because it's get, it might have blah 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 blah. And I'm just mm. thinking to myself like, man, every oh, day shit. y'all killing us, b. Right, it's uh, <laughs> plenty of shit that we don't even know what the hell is in this. You know? Right, so, oh, yeah, yeah, y'all be good. Don't worry about it, man. FDA approved. Yeah, right. right. Right, we ain't even gonna get started on that one. Crazy, right? Another one. All right, so uh, you know we ain't uh, mentioned one of the elephants in the room. Um, you are a HBC. <laughs> you <laughs> alumnus. Wrap your school, bruh. Uh, the one and only, the real H U. You heard the big one, not the little one. <laughs> Shit, I don't even know if it is a little one. <laughs> the only one. If you're watching this, you know, man. Howard, you know. <laughs> it is what it is. All right. Know? So tell us about like what was the one thing like that made you choose Howard of all any school you could have went to. Howard was the first college I ever went to in my life. I was in eighth grade. Mm. Part of the eighth grade trip, we went to DC. Like, I feel like a lot of us went and did that. Like, we visited Howard's campus. And as an eighth grader, I was just like, oh, this is where I'm supposed to be. Mm. Mm. I don't know how I knew that. I don't know why, but I was just like, bro, this feel like home. I'm coming here. Wow. Now, mind you, all through high school, um, we had a class where we were expected to apply to 10 different colleges, 10 schools. Mm. 
So I'm like, man, I already know where I'm going. I don't know why I got to do all this extra shit. <laughs> Telling my college counselor, you know where I'm going too. Um, so yeah, Howard was my top choice. I applied early. You know how you comply. Yeah, whatever the early uh, application process was, I did that. But for whatever reason, man, it took forever to get that motherfucking acceptance letter. I'm talking about I was... I was damn near finna go to Fisk. Mm. I was on my way to Fisk. I had already went for the college visit. Mm. Now, don't get me wrong. I was damn near sad, but I was like, all right, man. If I don't get to go to Howard, I guess that's where I'm going to go. And it was a good visit. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, damn. I, I still hadn't come to terms with like, yo, I know where I really want to be at. And my counselor was trying to be like, you know, it's okay, here are the alternatives and all that. I wasn't trying to hear that shit for real. Mm-hmm. So, as soon as I, I kid you not, the day I got back from that Fisk college visit, looked in the mail as I'm walking in the crib. I got this this package from Howard, and that was mm. my acceptance letter. Oh, that was the craziest, like, like craziest one of the craziest moments of my life because I came back from Fisk it's like. Almost kind of accepted my fate of like, all right, damn. I guess that's what it's going to be. And I got home. I said, man, what? You know where I'm going. I don't care how much that shit costs. Man, we going. We going. Okay, who I got to hit up? Who I got to raise money? You already know. This is where I'm going. Period. Ain't no questions asked. But, yeah, you know, we had to figure it out. Make all that, you know, make everything work or whatever on the financial side. But, like. Yeah, once I got that acceptance letter, bro, I just felt like it was it was destined for me. It was destined. So from eighth grade on, I was like, yo, this is where I'm supposed to be. All right, so usually I ask people, that's one question, but I'm going to hit you. I got to hit it with you twice. Okay. Top five places people should visit in D.C. Top five places people should visit in Chicago. Damn. See, now, D.C. different, you know. From when I was there, so <laughs> it's a little, little different now. But top five places, ooh, we uh, top five places in DC. I mean, obviously you got to go to Howard's campus, bro. Like you just gotta pull up. You gotta number one. You know, <laughs> hit the yard, bro. Hit the booty wall, or something like you know, get acclimated. Um, two, I'm gonna say. You gotta hit up, man. DC. That's this barbecue spot that's so fucking good in DC, bro. I cannot pull a name. First of all, you just gotta go to brunch in DC. I damn near, I almost don't even care where you go. Mm. But uh, DC in the summertime, brunch, bar none. Top is, is up there with any other city. Mm, so okay. You, you just gotta experience brunch in DC, regardless of what you're doing. Um, then you have, um, what's the name of that joint? It's on fifteenth. Hold on, I'm about to get it for y'all. That's nah, all good. I'm about we to get it for y'all we, for we, real. We taking notes. I'm telling you, um, cause DC got a decent little nightlife, man. People wouldn't think. DC got a got a nice little little nightlife for sure. Yeah, now I heard all about they go go music too out there. They go go, yeah, scene, man. So. You know, it's just a real culture in DC. I got love 
Love for DC for sure. Um, you gotta go to um, fuck is the the club man? You got to make your way. Make my way downtown. Walking uh, past. <laughs> uh, for real, you got to make your way to um. Oh, they ain't closed it down now. Did they close? Hold on, y'all. It's a strip club, first of all, y'all. Oh, oh we got we got to hit this. It's a strip club. It's a strip club. This how you know I ain't been in a minute, y'all. Hey, was that Philly or DC where they had the uh dude dead body in the uh strip club? What? Oh, I think For I saw funeral, that on the like, you know. Yeah. Man, that shit's so yeah, no, nah, that's man. Like, what well, just make niggas want to do something like that, man? Hey, his mama said that was his last, last wish. wish. Oh my God, really? Yeah. Shout out to shout out to his mom, Duke, for holding some, him down. Some people want to be sitting up at their funeral. Oh my God. <laughs> Bless their hearts. <laughs> Bless their hearts. For real. Hey man, I look. I didn't even thought that all the way through, but I thought about like what would be like the rawest thing to me, like what's the real player? Yeah, is if you have female uh, paw bears, yeah, Paul bears. female paw bears. That's player. Mm. Come on now, that's player. <laughs> Hold on, I really like the I like the aesthetic, the look of that. Come on now. Ultra Bar is cool in D.C. So think about think about D.C. like with their clubs, man. Like they have a couple clubs that are like multi-levels. Okay. Like four or five levels. And on each level, it's a different DJ playing different type of music and shit like that. And I think that it's just different. Like we don't really got a lot of that in Chicago. If we do, it's kind of like watered down. And they not playing the shit like they should be playing. Mm. So... Um, Y'all forgive me, man. I ain't got these joints on top of my head. Nah, it's all good. It's only- Rose Bar is still decent in D.C. You can hit up Rose Bar for sure. Hit up Rose Bar. Have you a good little time. Um, yeah, hit a strip club, man. Get some food, man. Experience some 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 go-go music. You feel me? Um, if you want to go to the Capitol and do all that. Oh, actually, go to the... Um, go to the... Um, African-American History Museum. All right. DC. For sure. Just recently opened up a few years back or whatever, but like very important, very pertinent to our, our history and our culture as African Americans, black folks. So and when they first opened up, it was like they was booked out for months in advance. Like you couldn't just go walk in and like check that shit out. So mm. you out there definitely go go to the African American Museum for sure in DC. We're gonna transition to Chicago. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Five places. Five, five places. places. Five places. See, I can't be giving out some of my spots too when I be telling y'all. Um, five places in the city. First of all, you gotta come to the cafe, man. Come to seventy three twenty three Chicago. That just goes without saying. Damn near. That's the number one. Yeah, you gotta pull up on me. You know, number customer one. service great, <laughs> food great, atmosphere great. We just we just hitting all the marks, you know. Um, it's gonna be weather, right? You no, know, right, exactly. It's on the way. Um, in the city, 
have got to check out. Um, it's a nice little spot I'll be in. Though. If you want your cool little cocktail and a nice little vibe, man, go to Money Gun. Check out Money Gun. Man. Money right, Gun. Right in, right in the West Loop. Mm. Nice if you want to grab a nice little cocktail, hear some decent music. They got some good-ass wings. People don't even really know but they buffalo wings. They're pretty solid. You know, get them fresh. Cool. Um, you definitely want to go to Money Gun. Uh, where else? I'm going to say, if you get the chance, man, hop on a boat on Lake Shore, man. Go to the playpen. If you ever get to, that's for anybody from anywhere. Mm. You're from out of town. You want to come experience the city. Hop in that water, man. Go, go to on an architectural tour or something like that if you're in the water. Or just rent out a, a little yacht and go to the playpen right on Lake Shore. You're going to enjoy it. Okay. Um, where else would you go? I'm going to tell you to go and put y'all on. Go to Bavette's. Bavette's is a steakhouse. Not a lot of people know about it. It's downtown. But it's a bar and steakhouse. Very, very low-key. Fellas, you can take your lady on a date here. You feel me? You might spend them, like, you know, 150, 200 if y'all are having fun. Get you a little drink. All right, nice Jakar, little steak. You hear that? You hear that? You feel me? <laughs> Shameless love. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. Hit up uh, Bavette's, man. It's a, it's a really good uh, steakhouse that I enjoy. Very low lighting, intimate space, intimate setting. The ambiance is cool. And they also have, they have a main level. Not a lot of people know that they have a basement. Mm. And so the basement is even more cozy. It's Ooh. a whole nother bar down there. And it's even more cozy than it is upstairs. Like upstairs is more of like an open layout, but that downstairs is perfect. The man. food is served lighting. down there too. Food is served Ooh. down there too. So they got tables. And even if they don't have tables, they have like little sofas just like this. Put mm. a little table right in front and they'll bring your your food. If you just want to chill on the couch and just lounge just like this, have your drink, eat your steak, whatever it is you got, get them Brussels sprouts too. Oh, okay. I'm okay. talking about Parmesan Brussels sprouts. They going crazy. Bavettes in two weeks. Bavettes, y'all. Bavettes two weeks. Bavettes, I ain't going to hold you. <laughs> I ain't going to hold you. Um, hey, I lost the count. What number we was uh, on? Right, right. We we, Bavettes get you locked in, man. Um, I must say, also check out hmm, some nice little like. Check out the um, the bar at the the London House Hotel downtown because it's they have like a rooftop bar situation. Part of it is enclosed and a part of it is exposed, like it's outside. So, like, it don't matter what time of the year you really go. You know, if you just want to be a little high up and, you know, catch you a little vibe, have you a nice little drink or whatever, you know. And once it once the weather break, people was out there, man. They up there. And you get to see a nice little view of the city while you up there. So, mm -hmm. And they play good music, you know, on certain, on the right nights. <laughs> on the right nights. I'm not going <laughs> to sell y'all on the dream. Act like it should be, you know, every night. But. I, I enjoy like speakeasies, man. I enjoy spots that's like real low key that not too many people know about that you can go and enjoy some good food, have a good drink. Mm. Um, and then lastly, uh, this is another one of my one of my gems. Uh, it is called 
smoke-filled room. Mm. So the smoke-filled room is a cigar lounge. And this is located on 79th and... It's on the way to Forest City. Y'all know where that Burger King is? Like, mm. as you on your way, coming under that Vidoc, passing... Is that Western or Ashland? I think that is Western. That's Western. Mm-hmm. So as you're going past Western... It is uh, it's a Burger King as you come under this, under this Vidoc. But you just taking 79th straight down. Imagine you was taking 79th all the way down and go to Forest City. It's this spot called the Smoke Field Room. It's black owned. Um, cool little cigar lounge. They got some good ass fried shrimp and fried chicken in that joint, man. I'm talking about on point. The drinks is cheap. The music is on point. Okay. They don't even need a DJ. I don't know who's running that playlist in there, <laughs> but I'm telling you, they don't miss. Mm. I'm talking about they playing everything from Dom Kennedy to Hit Boy to Twister to like old and new. Sh- I, I had to ask the owner, like, man, who, who's got this playlist going like this? Because he an older cat, but like, mm. this shit on point. He mm. got shit that's in my library that be playing. I'm like, hold on. But yeah, just real low key. Um, good vibes. It's black owned, man. You can't ask for nothing else. Good food, good drink. Yeah, we're gonna have to try that one out, Marsh. Yeah. Yeah. And you you know, if you smoke cigars, you can bring your cigars in there. And they don't charge you to bring your cigars. Like I've been to other cigar lounges in the city and they will either charge you a cover to get in or you have to buy cigars that are already inside of the lounge in order to gain entry. Mm, okay. So here you can already hide your cigars and just come in. You mm. know? Ain't no cover or nothing like that. So That's I'm not. a fan of that. Shout That's dope. Shout out to bro. Yes. Thank you for these gems. Yes. Yes. My goodness. Well, man, you got to serve the people. Man. Yeah. Beat the streets, man. man. Beat the streets. Don't be here to be hogging. Don't be gatekeeping, y'all. <laughs> man, <laughs> I will be after this episode. <laughs> uh, no, we might have to bleep out the name of these places. <laughs> Go to bleep. Right, like, <laughs> Right. That part, like, y'all, yeah, I'm like, uh, what, what you say? Uh, well, we we gonna start a Patreon, you know. <laughs> you, gotta... you want all a tour guide? You want a uh, planner's guide right. for the city of Chicago? Please, please, oh, everything you need to do, we got you. Ten, ten dollars, ten dollar tip. Yeah, man, let's get it. Nah, um, okay, um, dang, I wanna, I wanna get on something a little bit more spicier. Mm. Let's talk about L.A. versus Chicago. Now, Look we... Look Bradley. We, this nigga Jacar. Right, right. <laughs> this nigga. Right, you already know. Um, what's one thing you would take from L.A. to bring to Chicago, and what's something from Chicago you take and bring to L.A.? One thing that I would take... L.A., bring it to Chicago. I mean, the obvious is the weather, right? Yeah, I mean. I think that just goes without saying. But what I'm also going to say is um, real L.A. natives, people who are really from L.A., I would take those people and bring them to Chicago Mm. because I feel like if you really get to know them and you really tap in with some of them, those are some of the most like genuine people that you already meet. 
And I think a lot of times LA get a bad rap because of the people. And when you realize a lot of those folks are transplants, they not from LA, they came from wherever trying to chase their dream. But like, it skews the perception of what LA is really like. And for mm. me, I feel like living there, I was blessed enough to experience folks that's really from the heart of LA. And they some of the most genuine, down to earth, loyal, look out for you, do anything type of people. So like, if I could like transport that mm. that niche group of folks and bring them to the city, I feel like Chicago would be a, a better a better city. Mm. Um, and for Chicago, what would I take from the city? Bring to LA the food. <laughs> the food, bro. The food. Don't get me wrong, I love LA, but god damn, bro. It'd be a lot of eat. options, but a lot of bullshit at the same time. It's like it's only so many tacos. It's only so many tacos. And don't get me wrong, like LA done put me on to some good food. Like, shout out to the Peruvian spots out there. I never had Peruvian food until I got to LA. And then when I got back to Chicago, it was hard for me to find a good Peruvian spot. I had to go way up north to Rogers Park somewhere. But um, I would just transport our food, just the whole culture, everything, jerk, uh, Italian, Mexican even. Nah, don't get me wrong. The shit is authentic out there. But, like, we got good. Mm -hmm. All of our food is good, like, in every facet because we have so many cultures that kind of blend into Chicago. I think that we have somewhere we have something for everybody when it comes to food no matter what type of cuisine you want man i was i was happy when i found out they had a bar louis out there oh my wait la well <laughs> it's you know outside the valley it's in the valley it's in the valley but it's still you know what i'm saying for it to even be out there it's just like word that's crazy man you should have saw my eyes when i found out they had a portillo's man, <laughs> hey hey like, I hopped on the on the, yes, yeah. yes 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 that was us way. that was I us said, this is by disney where i don't give a damn we on the way man. this is by knott's berry farm we yeah gone. yeah yeah down the street man that's what it felt like man for Just real for <laughs> It was talking the whole ride like man. I already know what I'm finna get. You know what you finna get, man. <laughs> and he had to wait to get to the man. I already knew what time it was. For real, man. Nah, they got a Geno's East out there now too. Mm. Yeah, so look at them coming up. Yeah, man. They, they, you know. Okay, I, I see. It's always wrong for improvement. Shout you know, out they, to LA, man. They, they know what it is, man. They have to. Shout out to LA. They gotta get some Chicago out there. They, they do, man. They need that. Nah, one thing I take from uh, LA and bring to Chicago is pressed. It's a, uh, mm, yeah. That's that's a real good one right there. Yeah, I ain't man. even thinking. That just man. went right over my head. Wow. That joint was fire. That's a good point. Oh, yeah. You got to put the fire sign emojis when yeah. that come up. When y'all <laughs> edit this, yeah. Man. Very good point. What would you What would you do, Mice? Same things. Uh, mm. Same things y'all said. Come on, For man. sure. No, that's definitely... Press. That's definitely the, the thing that they miss. And I feel like the food, like... I, I rock with weed jamming. I, I definitely rock with weed jamming, but it's man, only so many times you bro. can go there. Yeah, yeah, man. I just the fashion district. Sorry, the fashion, the fashion oh, district. That's what I, I'll, uh, yeah. I'll take from LA yes. and bring it here. Yes. That's what I'll do in that way. She snap. The fashion district. Snap. Snap. Hey. I don't even know if we should tell you or we should just let you experience it. Our audience will want to know what the fashion district is. All right, so go to www.com. 
www.google.com and just Google LA Fashion District. I ain't gonna lie to you. You got the San, uh, is it called the Seventeen uh, Alley? It's literally, it's like, uh, hmm, what's that? Uh, like the outlet mall. Think of like an outlet mall. Yeah. But all fashion. So whether you're trying to buy dresses, fabric, uh, already made clothes, purses, you know what? I, if you can White think tees. of it, yes. If you can think of it, it's that. I didn't see carpets over there. In bulk, to mm-hmm. man, in bulk. Especially like when you know when you want to create your own, you know man. you can go get stuff in bulk. I'm talking about man. ready. I was up there every week. People <laughs> know me. I bet they still know me by face if I walk down. Like, hey, what's up? <laughs> what's up, Oscar? Shout yeah, out my boy Oscar. Oscar. Yeah. Oscar. Shout out my dog Oscar, man. Man. And he got a whole new spot now, too. Come on, man. now. That's what I'm saying. You see, he get too much money now. He got a new spot. Man. Low-key. <laughs> man, he, he be hustling, man. Low-key, I'm Love sad. They had a whole Kobe mural right like right, right across. Right across the street, man. For sure. Um, yeah, man. But, yeah, now nah, it's, man, it's busting, like, especially because you can go get your, you can go get your bags from there. You can get your bags custom made from over there. Like, All it's, your marketing materials. Man. Yo, yo uh, yeah. Yo, yo. Like you said, yo, shipping materials, man. yo, you need banners, if you need uh, banners for tables, if man. you need uh, banners to hang outside of your restaurant, flags, um, if you need, I don't know, custom um, tissue paper to go inside that of your is. packaging and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It's like all these little small, minute things that are really big when you're trying to create a, a brand and a presence for your brand and establish that. Man. Bar none. I honestly, that's what Chicago they do need. They do need. It's like a whole bunch of creators here. Oh my gosh. You're Bro. welcome. No. Nah, you <laughs> right. No, you, no, you definitely you did. You did. She like the uh, genie. She ain't even on screen and y'all just heard it and it was like, damn, she's Because right. <laughs> man, like and it's what's what's dope about it is it ain't that many blocks. It's like it's so many blocks wide. And so many blocks deep, for real. And don't don't hit the wrong block because you never know what might be going on. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so it's probably even a full mile like radius. Not at all, because you can walk in it and walk out of it just exactly. like that. Exactly, and not even realize you can drive through it and not mm-hmm. even realize, yeah. realize what yeah. you're driving through. Mm-hmm. Man, so, it was, you know, you know. Yeah, I was like, I was confused this one time. We was we was over there, and then we ended up in the jewelry district. I'm just like, wait, hold on. Right. So <laughs> when when did it cut off? Right. So, right. nah, it's definitely dope, man. L.A. is L.A. is a vibe. I tell people that they should go there just to go catch a vibe. You never know. Yeah, man. Um, so let let's let's do this. Now we know we know you, Chef Q, but sure. It, is uh, GIB ever coming back out? Let's, let's, let's I'll see, see what he did there. Let's see. He is. He is. And if you paying attention closely, I have been working on a 7323 documentary, right? Mm-hmm. And if you listen to the songs and the soundtrack within oh. the documentary, you might just hear some snippets, you know? Mm. You might just hear some things, so... That's for me to tell y'all and y'all to figure out, but no, definitely it's it's still there, man. I, I still got stuff stashed away, and yeah, man. So so you you trying to tell the people they got to pull up to the restaurant to hit hit the music? I'm trying to tell you because <laughs> uh, okay. the speakers be booming. 
<laughs> Telling you, one on the inside and the outside, beating down a block. Talking mm. about the neighbors can hear everything. Mm. So, uh, this summer, treats. Y'all going to be in for some treats for sure. From giveaways to block parties to like just everything. Just really building community, bringing folks together, and just, just bringing that feeling, bringing a different feeling that we ain't really had on the south side for a minute. So, man, yeah. Yeah, I feel like I feel like uh that's the one thing that we have uh we haven't actually touched on is community, man. Like what does community mean to you? You know, let's let's talk about it. Bro, community is like community is service. Community is selfless. Community is uh Community is the person that's sitting right next to you, you mm. know. Uh, because like we all, we all got, we all searching for something. We all got needs. We all know somebody that knows somebody, especially in Chicago. For sure, the 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 bubble is so small, it's so big, but yet so small. Um, so yeah, community is just really it's just rooted in service, you know. Sometimes money may be involved, sometimes it's not. But underneath it all, community is like the glue. Community is what keeps the shit together. Mm. Like a lot of times people talk about Atlanta and they talk about the music scene and stuff like that. The glue of what holds that together, in my opinion, is community. No, that's mm-hmm. a fact. That's it's really it. And, and because I go to Atlanta enough, I have family out there. Them niggas know I'm from Chicago. But when I go there, they treat me like I'm one of them. Why? Because they understand they understand the sense of community. So that is what community is to me. It's togetherness, you know. So, yeah. So you you got a date when you earn this block party? <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be in June for sure. It might be Juneteenth. Okay. It might be. Later than that, I don't know, but I'm gonna definitely lock in in June though for y'all. We we gonna have something special, no doubt. Oh uh, yeah, we definitely got it. We gonna we gonna pull up for sure. So yeah. make sure you know, man of a music or music of a man is gonna be in the building. You heard it here first. You BT, know. come pull up and spin, man. Ooh. come on, man. DJ Exact, come out of retirement, man. I know you Please, somewhere. Somebody, you know, somebody, somebody tell that man come I'm out. I have to come send man. a smoke signal out for my dog, but <laughs> you know. We wait on you, my boy. Man, I've been trying to get him. I've been trying to get him out the out the dirt, man. <laughs> he peek his head out every now and then. Hey, man, I, mean, man. I, 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 can't, I can't. Yeah, I can't wait till he uh, hit us. He gonna be like, yeah, G, y'all was funny, G. Was <laughs> <laughs> funny. No, y'all just gotta let me know. Right. <laughs> yeah, just let me know, and uh, you know, right. I'll slide. I'll, I'll slide. I'll see what I'll I can slide. do. I'll, I'll let you know. Right. Yeah, no, but um, it's cool. Let's let's do that. Let's lock in. You know, you definitely gonna have the full support from Man Over Music, Music Over Man. We we Appreciate might be able to do something for the shorties. You know, we, go, we gonna see. You know, <laughs> we gonna see. We gonna see. We mm-hmm. we might be able to together. Yeah, see what makes sense. Yeah, you know, cause you know, it's about it. Ev- evidently, not you know, we all came from community. Yeah. It's just like. Us being thirty, we we were able to see the change, like from having block club parties to like now you just see blocks is like empty. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's, 
It used to be bumping. Yeah, kids man. in the house, man. They on the phone, they on the iPad, they Twitter fingers and shit. Man, well, come outside <laughs> and be Twitter fingers, man. <laughs> Put it yeah, on the ground. We will. Put it on the be ground. Outside and be antisocial, but yeah, just come outside, man. Hey, you think do you think a bouncy house will work for the youth nowadays? Mm. Yeah. All right, all right, see, yeah, there we go, yeah, because I would look, say yeah. Yeah, I would say yeah, too. Because that used to be... You knew the Black Club Party was busting at least somebody on that Black House. Yeah, right away. So I think that's confirmation. Like, yeah. It ain't no question. Yeah, it would. Yeah, man. Well, shout out to the shorties, y'all. You know, be on the lookout. Parents, be on the lookout, man. Come, right. you know, let's build this community back up, you know. and uh, The right way. You know, have some good food, good music. You never know who you might see, meet, network with. You never know. You never know, you know. You might get you a baller. Shot call. <laughs> ain't no, ain't no Bill telling. Paid, you, know, you know what I'm saying? Gas in your car. It's like Bill paid. You know? <laughs> oh, okay. my language. Right. They really gonna come. Oh, okay. Like, this little Jarrell right here, he just need a little haircut. Right, you know? right, 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 right. Okay, all right. Right. But, uh, you know, uh, Marcia, you got anything? Uh, I don't. <laughs> but I do want to say this. Um, I know this was a long time ago. Yeah. But I do know you can cook because I appreciate you didn't even know me out. You was cooking in the kitchen. I'm just yeah. like, oh, can I like taste some of that? Can I try <laughs> some of that? And you was willing to share your food with me. Come so on, it is about community. Come on. And now. you know, I live it, y'all. Yeah. So I appreciate it. Yeah. No, no that, that was definitely, man, G. That was, <laughs> I say, I think that I was. Remember that day too. <laughs> That was like, the call to stand. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah, come on, man. Man, that's the call to stand. Like that's the call to stand when you come into the homie's crib and and the homie's cooking. They like, oh. you know, hey, y'all hungry? Like, you know, I used to just wake up some days, bro. Like on Sundays, and like I'm finna cook a big ass breakfast. Niggas still in the crib sleep. Mm, we having brunch. Let's pop some bottles. Hey, wake up, damn. Right. What hey. made you want to do this? <laughs> Nigga, I was hungry. <laughs> <laughs> you just a beneficiary right now. <laughs> so eat up. Right. You know, but yeah, man. Nah, it was it was busting, man. Um I'm trying to I'm trying to think. I thought I had one more, but I know we we got into the spicy relationship questions early. Mm-hmm. You know, we had to get them knocked out the way. But for all the me after you see this, <laughs> you know, for all the you know for all the people that want to get in tune with you and you know what you got going on with the restaurant, whether if it is personally you know or professionally, mm-hmm. tell them how they can get in contact with you. All right, so starting off professionally with the cafe, um, on every social media platform, seventy three twenty three Chicago, the number seven three two three Chicago. That's it. So if you go on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, IG, you'll find us all there. You know, the content is there. And then me personally, just follow me on the gram. I'll follow back, especially if you've got your life in order, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, A, this, G-I-B. So A, the word this, A-T-H-I-S-G-I-B. And that's on Instagram as well as Twitter. So yeah, tap in. Now you gotta have some sense. Don't don't just troll. No, please know. don't troll. Don't troll. Cause I'm gonna just, I don't even entertain it, bro. I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look at your profile, and I'm gonna stop looking at it. <laughs> I'm going about my day, like damn, 
let me pay this invoice. So who need to pay my invoice? Because <laughs> I got bigger shit to be worried about, honestly, y'all. So, yeah, man, tap in. Like, let's let's be genuine. Let's build. Let's connect. Come to the cafe. I'd love to talk to y'all, see y'all, interact. And, uh, you know, any questions, any thoughts, any, you know, if you want to know how I did what I did, you know, I'm pretty much open book. So, community, man. All right, on the last note, we from the crib, we from Chicago. The playoff season is heating up. Do you think the Bulls can make it past the first round? No. Damn. <laughs> Just kidding. Y'all, no, you heard her. <laughs> you heard her. <laughs> See, I thought he was going to say how they going to make the play in. But then he took it an inch further no, and they, said how they, they going to make the play in. First round. It's the Pat Bev effect, man. I guess it is. He's going to be standing on top of the scores table before yeah, we know it. You know? But that first round, man, I love the Bulls. I love them. But, damn, it depends on who we who we get. Now, if we play Cleveland, no. Because what is Cleveland, like the second seed or something like that? Wait, they moved up to the second? I thought Boston was the dang. Oh, you know, you might be right. But either way, it's not looking good, y'all. Man. It's not looking good. Hey, we can we can pull it out, man. We can, you know, Pat Bev, he'll do it. He he ain't do it for the Lakers. Pat Bev, bring that's, the effect, bro. Because if effect. we could take any team seven games with the Celtics and we, you know, get the edge on that, come on, man. Hey, man, it'll be just like them baby boys again when nobody oh. expected them. Kurt, Captain Kurt Henry, Ben Gordon. Oh, man. Yeah, Chris Duhon, Joe the young Joe Luau. Give me the hot sauce. Come on, man. Well, Stacey came. Man. Give me the hot sauce. <laughs> young, the, young, the young boys. Baby boys back. For real, man. Let's go. But yeah, we're going to see, man. Man. Well, this has been another edition of the hot seat with your boy, Jakar. Maisha. It's Chef Q. You know what I'm saying? It's the hot seat. We out of here. <laughs>